That's Alexandria, and her love language is to make me food. It's excellent. <laughs> I have been doing that quite a bit. <laughs> Brownies, pumpkin bread, there was veal. A, a bourbon glaze on the pumpkin bread. I was really glaze. proud of that. All the things. And that's Kira, and today she learned what veal is. I did. I thought it was a baby sheep. Turns out it's a baby cow. Equally a little bit upset, but it was delicious. In my defense, the butcher was either going to throw it away or sell it to me at a steep discount. So (laughs) (laughs) It's just how it goes. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Overreaction, where we share our knowledge and react to different topics every week. Today, we are going to talk about Disney princesses, and joining us, we have a pod crasher, Alexandria's mom, Andrea. Hi. Andrea is older than she looks. I sincerely hope I inherited her skin's anti-aging properties. She accidentally finishes the whole bottle of sangria. Girl, good for you. After the third time, (laughs) she told me that she was like, I just, all of a sudden it was gone. I was like, mom, stop buying the sangria. You're going to drink it once you open it. No, that absolutely happens. It's the elves. (laughs) I'm with you. All right. She has four tattoos and the greatest collection of earrings I've ever stolen from. That's so good. It is so good, but please don't come over. There's not many left. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes she only takes one. Oh, yeah. She does that. Because I don't wear matching earrings. Yeah. But I do. So it kind of... (laughs) It's a little interesting in my closet, but whatever. Just trying to open your mind. Add some pizzazz. Well, thank you. So, today we're talking about Disney princesses. So, I think we should start by what is a Disney princess? Okay, so according to Wikipedia, a Disney princess has to meet the following criteria. They have to have a primary role in the film. Uh, They have to be a human or become a human, like Ariel. Okay. They have to be royal, marry royal, or perform an act of heroism. That last one was added so Mulan could be a princess. And by royal, the cultural equivalent would count. So for like Pocahontas and Mm -hmm. Moana, they're both the daughter of a tribal chief. So that qualifies. Okay. And then the unspoken criteria that no one would officially say, but definitely is part of it. (laughs) I am now speaking. This is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They have to do well in the box office. They can't just like their film can't flop, but they can't do too well. I.e. Anna and Elsa. Otherwise now, now you have your own franchise and you can't be a princess. Wait, they're, they're princesses. They are not. They're not part of the Disney princess franchise. No, this is, I have words. (laughs) So, from what I understand, the Disney Princess franchise started because a man named Andy Mooney, who is the president of Disney Consumer Products, attended his first Disney on Ice show in 1999 or 2000. Um, he he was hired at that as that job in December of 1999, and then the Disney Princess franchise started in January in 2000. So, uh, the Ice show is what like started that. We've only had princesses for that long. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That specific franchise, yeah. Okay. Um, when he was attending this ice show, there were young girls who were dressed in princess attire, but it wasn't like authentic Disney merchandise, like the way that they you got. They usually have like the brooch in the middle uh-huh. of the chest <laughs> depicting the princess, in mm-hmm. which they. <laughs> That's how you know it's real. Yeah, 
I'm going to start wearing pictures of me on a brooch <laughs> so that you know that it is me. <laughs> and that you're a princess. And that I am a princess. <laughs> um, but they were generic princess products that they'd um, like worn as a Halloween costume. And he was concerned about this and wanted a Disney princess franchise. So mostly it was so Disney could make money. I, that sounds about right. The original lineup when they were first introduced in 2000 was Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan, and Tinkerbell. But Tinkerbell was never officially a Disney princess. She got pulled off and she now headlines her own franchise, the Disney Fairies. And I'm really upset about this. Tinkerbell should absolutely be a princess. If she was on the list, she should stay on the list. Yeah, I feel like you can't, like, demote somebody from princesshood unless it's, like, by choice. Good for you, Meghan Markle. She headlines a franchise. Like, she she kind of got promoted off of the list. But why can't you still be a princess Prin- and... Thank you. Why can't Do they just not princess? want princesses to be in charge? Because then Tinkerbell would outshine the other princesses. Well, good. She did before. What's the difference? Well, that's well. She was never officially a Disney princess. Hmm. So, okay. So I have some tangential thoughts real quick mm-hmm. before we move on. First, I'm realizing now that if like the Disney princess franchise wasn't put in place until like 2000, that means that my older sisters weren't like a part of the Disney princess franchise. Not a part of, but like didn't grow up with that being in place. And I remember them talking about like jasmine being a saturday morning cartoon which that really seems like the peak of living as Mm -hmm. a child (laughs) yeah but like first off what did they wear to second grade halloween costume parties and second once i turned like eight or so i convinced my parents to let me have a tinkerbell themed room and i also had some posters from my disney princess magazine magazines up on my wall in my reading corner with my tinkerbell room and I think that was really when I peaked. <laughs> I am positive that's when you peaked. Tinkerbell I think so. rocks. I had a whole, like, there was a Tinkerbell border, and I had a couple different colors on my walls, and I conned my grandma into buying me a full-size Tinkerbell bedspread. So that Oh, I that's could, how you stole that, that room. That's how I stole the room. Yeah, yeah. I used to share a bedroom with my little sister. We had bunk beds, and I was like, I, I need to not sleep in this room for a while because the window rattles and Cassie kicks on the bottom of my bed. And then for, like, my birthday, I was like, hey, Grandma, can you get me a full-size bedspread? Guest bedroom had a full-size bed. And one day, it was just on the bed. And then that was my room ever since. (laughs) Do you know Alexandria had a room with fairies? You did? Which one? And pink and purple walls. I had pink and purple. With the green stripe. And green! It was purple mountain majesty purple. Oh, it was. I remember that. And that went up around the top of the wall. Because I had the top bunk. And you know who suggested the fairies? Who? Me. Good choice. Feels right. Mm -hmm. Feels right. Good choice. I've always liked fairies. Tinkerbell should be a princess. She should. Okay, who do we... She's own franchise. So if she's not a princess anymore, who is currently a princess? Okay, so there's 12 of them. Yeah, 12. Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle... Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan, Tiana, Rapunzel, Merida, and Moana. And they've been having coronation ceremonies at different spots around the world every time they add a new princess to the list. Mm -hmm. I have not been invited to any of these. (laughs) Maybe the next one. 
I think I'm a little bit upset by this. <laughs> because you weren't personally invited by Disney? Yeah. I don't know. I want to go. The next one. <laughs> I'll give you a heads up. I'll try to keep track. Okay, wait. So who did they take? They took off Tinkerbell. Yep. And they, they didn't take anybody else off. They added Tiana, Rapunzel, Merida, and Moana. This is a personal affront to you, I think. Uh, I'm, I am really <laughs> upset about the Tinkerbell thing. Absolutely. Uh, fun fact, the princesses never look at each other. Uh, so there was a concern. The reason they weren't um, marketed as a franchise sooner than 2000 was because they didn't want to like m- mix up the different characters and mix up their individual stories. So they never look at each other and they all stare off in a slightly different direction as if they're unaware of each other's presence. Like in collage-like pictures? What are you talking about? In- yeah. So okay. when there's more than one picture together, you know how they're like, they're never looking at each other and they're never looking in the same direction. Oh. Yeah. I need to go back to my childhood bedroom posters. Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph 2? No. Okay. Um, I think it's called Ralph Breaks the Internet, but they they bring back most of the original voices of the Disney princesses and nice. like have... It's a different style of animation, but I think mm-hmm. it's Disney Pixar. Um, so now I feel like I need to rewatch that and see if they look at each other. Oh, I feel like they should, they would in that movie, but that's interesting that they don't like the posters. Yeah, but when they're marketed together, they want to keep the individual method methodologies. That's the ro- word I wrote, but I don't think that's the myth. Yeah, the like character story. They want to keep the individual stories intact rather than them being like interacting with one another. Yeah. They definitely interact in Wreck-It Ralph, too. <laughs> Not a princess movie, so. But she's... I have words again. <laughs> <laughs> and if they look at each other, they're definitely not Disney princesses. The... Oh my gosh, female friendship should be supportive. I, mm. I have to move on. <laughs> so... Andrea, now that we have to move on because I'm angry, (laughs) what information have you brought us about princesses? I have brought a list of Disney princesses ranked for their level of feminist. Oh, we love this. We do. And this was written by a honors sociology student at University of Massachusetts, Amherst. And she put the list of princesses in order from least inspiring to most inspiring for young girls. She okay. looked at their intelligence, their goals, their means of achieving the goals, as well as how well they represented different. And they looked at the different eras. So they realized they were looking from Snow White to Moan or to Moana. And that um, so they looked at the, what circumstances they were facing and they didn't judge them based on those circumstances, but rather on how they portrayed reacting given their circumstances. So they looked at within that era and how they dealt with what they were given at the time. Interesting. Right. The 90s movies actually usually do the worst on stuff like that. Like the really early ones do okay, and then it's usually the 90s ones where it's like big thumbs down. And those are the styles we're bringing back. Hmm. The baggy jeans are bad. <laughs> we got rid of them once. Now yeah, I'm living are. through it again, and I will continue to wear my skinny jeans, and Kira will continue to do a side part. I look dumb with the middle part. It's because you've trained your hair to have a side part. Have you seen my head? 
Okay, so <laughs> let's go through this list from least to most feminist, and we will include the Bechdel test, now pass-fail info, and the percentage of words spoken by female characters. So the Bechdel test, which we're going to go through individually as Andrea, my lovely mother, uh, <laughs> informs us how feminist each princess is. Um, in order to pass the Bechdel test, you need to meet the movie has to meet the following criteria. There have to be at least two named female characters. Okay. They have to have a conversation with each other. And mm -hmm. the topic of the conversation has to be anything other than a male character. Excellent. So this alone does not indicate if the movie is feminist or not, but it's a tool to judge how women are interacting within the movies. So if they have to have two named female characters, that's assuming we have a lot of unnamed female characters. Well, it's like villager number one or mm. angry mob member seven. Like there's <laughs> right. Beauty and the Beast has has to have angry mob characters. Yeah. I mean, right? I guess I think that I mean, we'll go through this and I think we'll talk about things of like named characters has to be something like my name is Kira. Your name is Alexandria. Your name is Andrea. Not like the the curly haired podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> The loud one with the big head. <laughs> do you think you're louder than me? I, do you think your head is big? Her head is huge. Look at her. Uh, I am. It's not. I'm sorry. It's Listen. a fact that her head is big. <laughs> I don't know. For everyone listening, it's not true. Um, They've so, seen pictures of her. Check out our Instagram, Overreaction Podcast. That's so rude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... <laughs> At the bottom of the list. Okay, so this is least to most. Feminist. Least to most. Mm -hmm. I have um, 16. So there's 12 official princesses. So we have a couple unofficial ones on our list. Well, but they deserve their space. They do. Number 16 <laughs> is Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. She has a total of 17 lines, even though she is deemed the title character. That's a very few lines. <clears throat> very Sleeping few Beauty lines. is my favorite Disney movie, but it's because of Maleficent. Okay, Maleficent is oh, good. She's seventeen lines. Badass I villain. guess she's asleep yeah. the whole the whole movie, so that explains the seventeen lines. Right. Um, I think she's really asleep that's... or she's singing to woodland creatures. That's it. <laughs> I think that I think that that's a role that I could play pretty well. <laughs> I think the seventeen you do lines sleep a lot. include the singing. By the way, oh no, oh, no. that's yeah. horrifying. So she does not consent to the prince's kiss, but he does still wakes her from the curse. And the idea that a woman should be saved by a man is not something little girls should aspire to. Children should not be taught that it's okay for something to be done to them without consent. Not a lot to argue with there. Yeah, no, I'm on board with all of that. Though, with this movie, about 70% of the lines are spoken by female characters. But there's the fairies, there's Maleficent, there's... Most of the characters 17 are female. lines. From <laughs> <laughs> so this movie obviously passes the Bechdel test. The fairies make the movie. Really, they talk about blue, all kinds of stuff. Pink, blue, pink. And there's the other one who just doesn't care. Stop arguing. <laughs> just want to make the cake. <laughs> the cake is more important. All right, number 15. All right, is Ariel. A little disappointing. She's one of my favorites. Uh, but she's determined and optimistic, but she is also childish and naive. Disregarding the role she's supposed to play, 
Ariel entertains her curiosities by searching through shipwrecks and forming a collection of human items. So that's a good thing. Don't fall Mm -hmm. within, you know, don't do what you want to do. Brush your hair with a fork, girl. There you go. She lays eyes on a human. It doesn't work very well. Don't do that. It's a, it's a doppel. I forget the name of it. It's not a fork. I want to say doppelganger, but that's That's not not it. it. It's not it. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. Christopher, look it up. There you go. Uh, soon Dingle she- hopper. Dingle hopper. Thanks, Laura. Nice. <laughs> uh, we vibe with you. <laughs> Laying eyes on a human, she falls in love with him, then proceeds Gross. to give up her voice, family, <laughs> her entire former life and identity to be with him. Not so cool. Mm. Which doesn't even go well, as we all know the story. Uh, Ariel's father has to sacrifice himself to save her. And that just makes things worse. In the end, the prince has to save the day. And she ends up leaving her former life behind to be with him. Doesn't rate real high on the scale. Who wrote this line? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it says, (laughs) pass, in reference to the Bechdel test, kinda. Ariel and Ursula talk about becoming human, but the motivation is a man. Fishy. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. About 30% of the dialogue is spoken by women. I know I gave away the script secret, but I'm just angry <laughs> that I need to have it addressed. I sat at work alone and I wrote the, I wrote the script. But she gave the line to you, Kira. Isn't that? Th- that one's not highlighted, highlighted for, me. for me. She stole my line to make fun of it. <laughs> so I'm fair. not sorry. <clears throat> and 14 as we move on. <laughs> Okay, with Ariel though, about thirty percent of the lines are spoken by female characters, which there are a lo- there are seven sisters. They need more lines. I bet Ariel. They don't two- really talk. They don't really talk. I bet Ariel two passes a little better. There's the the sisters talk more in that one. Not Ariel two. Sorry, that one's the one with daughter Melody. Also probably passes. There's the prequel Ariel, where we find out how her mom dies. I don't think I've seen that one. It's uh, it's I- not that great. <laughs> I have not seen any, but she finds like a secret, secret like club and they do the conga and things like that. And she wants to be able to have music in the, in Atlantis. I had no Atlantica, idea. Atlantica. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. It is. Do you think it's on Disney plus? Uh, I don't know. Uh, check that out. I have it on DVD. I'm sure that I could pick it up from my mom's. You're so odd. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I was eight. Like. A couple of years ago. <laughs> That's true. I'm glad you said it. Um, are, are, are Who's next? The, 14. 14. Counting on to one. Snow White hits number 14. Uh, while it may have been amazing to see a Disney princess bust out some mild wilderness survival skills, Snow White relies on her housekeeping abilities and hospitality of seven little men. <laughs> there was an option there, but she used... Housekeeping. Um, she proceeds to eat an apple from a stranger, goes into a magic Dumb. coma. She's no, actually, saved. It's never her fault. Sure. Don't eat apples from strangers. <laughs> Don't take. Is this from all a euphemism for like <laughs> stranger danger? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted. That's okay. It made me realize that one year we dressed up as the Snow White characters, mm-hmm. but I was the Wicked Queen. And I sat on my front porch with an apple asking if anybody had seen Snow White before I would hand out candy. In retrospect, it was really probably only fun for me. 
But while they were trick-or-treating, they would see them and say, do you know there's someone looking for you? Mm -hmm. We had Snow White, Prince Charming, Dopey, because he was the only dwarf without a beard. Uh I I used to dress them in themes. I now think it's a little odd that I was Snow White and my dad was Prince Charming. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to be one of the dwarves. (laughs) Too tall. (laughs) That's it. That was it. Okay. But I'm really possibly glad, dress up. But I'm really glad she doesn't remember that her brother was dopey, or that might have been a long-standing joke as well. Yeah. No, I remember that. But he it's because he had no beard. Because yeah, he, no beards. Okay, I chew him dopey. <laughs> no beard. <laughs> and I'm short. Wow, oh. you're not short. Okay, she's saved by a prince who apparently met her at some point and fell in love with her, with her kindness and compassion. Snow White wasn't going out fighting bad guys or becoming a scholar, but she made the best of a bad situation. So why she didn't make the bottom of the list. Just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. This one kind of passes the Bechdel test. If the queen counts as a named character, then the queen and Snow White have multiple conversations. According to Once Upon a Time which is a show on some network that I can't quite remember. I think it was CW. Her name is, the queen's name is Regina. That fits. Yeah. I like it. So about 50% of the lines in Snow White are spoken by female characters. Um, And before we move on to the next. Oh, it's here. Movie. um, Oh no. I do think I've been told that Kira can sing. Just like Snow White. <laughs> so we're going to insist on a demonstration. Okay. This gets cut if it's real bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm responsible for that. I'm so sorry if you're a law school listening. <laughs> Juilliard? That's cool. Okay. So <clears throat> imagine me leaning over a well thinking about my Prince Charming, okay? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm wishing, I'm wishing for the one I love. That's it. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Well done. Thank you for that. (laughs) Number 12. (laughs) Jasmine from Aladdin. You skipped 13. Cinderella. Cinderella. Sorry. You're right. She gets forgotten about a lot. She's not a good one. She had a whole castle at Disney World. Yeah, but she spends spends most of her movie as a maid, which is the quintessential obedient woman, wishing to fall in love so she can escape. If that's the only route out, like, okay, do what you gotta do. It could be argued that she takes matters into her own hands when she gets her work done quickly in order to make her own dress, but then the mice make it for her. And then her only goal is to look pretty so a man will fall in love with her. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Look Mm. at that silence. I don't know. I was just thinking about how today I was leaving work and the heel of my heeled shoe got stuck in a crack in the pavement and I had to go back for my shoe walking barefoot. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm basically a princess, but I also had a conversation with a female. So (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) There was a car coming and I was really nervous. I can't believe that's not the first thing you told me about. I I forgot. I was so panicked. 
like, oh my gosh, if that car was closer, I'd just have to not have a shoe now. <laughs> They're kind of ripped up anyway. I could get rid of them. No, I like those shoes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I have feelings about your shoes. It's fine. You could have picked it up and brought it to me and saw if it fit. It would also fit a lot of other people I wear a size 8. Oh, it might fit me. Hmm. Um, Cinderella for sure passes the Bechdel test. Cinderella, Lady Tremaine, Anastasia, and Drizella all have tons of conversations. A lot of it is telling Cinderella what to do, but it's not about men. There's also a little girl mouse. I don't remember her name. Does she have a name? Oh, I don't remember. It's been a while. But about 60% of the words spoken in Cinderella are by female characters. Awesome. Now we go to Jasmine. Yes. Who's number 12. I like her. Jasmine is a princess with a rebellious streak. Might be why you like her. Um, while falling in someone, falling in love with someone you just met isn't necessarily progressive because she did fall in love in the marketplace. We've all been there. Aladdin has no nipples. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry. It's something you've seen online. I'm feeling eight different things in my body right now and I want to move on. Um, Tell us more about Jasmine. Jasmine. I'm so sorry. I'm stuck. I'm trying to decide if that's also on Disney+. Plus. Jasmine's compassion (laughs) and sense of justice is to be admired. She fights her father on the topic of marriage. She refuses to be used as a political pawn. I am not a prize to be won, is her specific quote. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) She stands up against traditions and expectations. While she's vocal about her concern, Jasmine usually sits around the palace with her really cool pet tiger. That is a cool pet. Mm -hmm. Jasmine attempts to be a distraction for Aladdin to save the day. It was brave. It didn't really work very well. And in the end, Aladdin still saved the day. Now, I had to think about that. But they're right. Jasmine was just the distraction in the end. Mm. Yeah, she gets trapped in a a thing. Yeah. She's also, it was kind of pushing it, I think, for them to make her a princess. Because she's not the title character. Mm -hmm. And she's not Mm. the protagonist. Mm. So Tinkerbell should be a princess. Tinkerbell has her own franchise. <laughs> it's a marketing thing. But yes, Dumb. Tinkerbell can be a princess in your heart. She is. I know. Uh, this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. Mm. I think Jasmine might be the only named female character. I can think, but not even 20% of the lines are from a female character. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I don't, um, don't want to watch it just for the nipples. Fun pro tip. Slow down in the part where the Sultan is riding the magic carpet around the room because he makes some really funny faces and so does Aladdin if you like really slow it down. Mm. <laughs> Good to know. I learned it on accident because VCR players. <laughs> sure. I still have one. It's really funny if you slow it down at that part. I'm going to try it. Number 11 is Megara. Not technically Disney princess, but I really love her, so we're going to talk about her anyway. All right. I also know her song. Do you want to sing? No. Please. We want you to sing. If there's a prize for rotten judgment, I guess I've already won that. And then we go on. Wonderful. Don't you think you can ease the earth in heaven until you're trying to forget him, honey? 
I don't remember the words, so go on. It is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> the music is really good. In it is really good. I, I did enjoy watching that a lot when the kids were little. Uh, she is intelligent, witty, sarcastic, Who knows a woman who knows what she wants. She is constantly making remarks to both the antagonist and protagonist of the movie using her wit and humor to get her point across. But she won't say she's in love. She will not. <laughs> she questions the world around her rather than blindly accepting perceived reality. Although the reality is like a hydra with multiple heads that, yeah. I don't want to blindly accept that either. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely has a voice. But she still does fall victim to a man needing to save her. The reason she also faces a, con- a conflict is also due to a man. So while it doesn't put her at the bottom of the list, it doesn't put her at the top. To be fair, this man who was basically a god fell right in front of her. All right. I don't think that the Disney movie follows the actual myth. I forget it, but I think it's a lot more tragic for Megara. Megara. I think all of the original stories are more tragic than the the Disney versions. We're not going to go into those. They're sad. Look them up on your own time. Oh, Um, I was going to tell you what happened to Cinderella's sisters, but. Oh, no, thank uh, you. Um, This movie does not really pass the Bechdel test. The Grey sisters and the Muses do all talk to each other, and it's not always about men, but they don't have names. So it doesn't count. Not even 20% of the lines in this movie are spoken by female characters. All right. Number 10, we come to Belle. She is curi- She has a curious nature and a love for literature. I think it's our first princess that we've caught reading. Uh. Mm-hmm. The town is constantly telling her that her hunger for knowledge is peculiar for a woman, but she continues to make trips to the library and to assist her father in creating. She declines... Gaston's hand in marriage. And that is uh, that is a huge thing of what was expected during that era in France. So that was, it's probably what put her up on the list where she's at. She makes a brave choice and willingly takes her father's place, demonstrating bravery, as well as an agency when it comes to controlling her own life and making decisions. She does, she is a good role model, and it's important to consider that she does fall in love with the beast which many argue is simply a development of Stockholm syndrome rather than a consensual relationship. A lot of debate on that. I think it depends on the version of the story that you're using. Okay. Well, Gaston sucks way more than the beast. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. This entire time I've, the script says, Kira sings like Gaston. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to do. Well, then I, was, I was better at Snow White. I, there is a line from Gaston, which I will sing. Thank you a, so much. As a special. <clears throat> really speaks to me in the mornings. When I was a boy, I ate four dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. <laughs> and now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen eggs. So I'm roughly the size of a barge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I think we can end right here. And this is us. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I use antlers in all of my decorating. 
don't do that. That's gross. Please stop doing that. It's an animal corpse. That's one of the few agreements that Kira and I have in case we ever live together. No I said that to animal. you the other day. I was like, please, please don't put a deer head on my wall. And then later I was like, also not the deer body. Don't know. If <laughs> Neither part of that. the deer. I think I would eat the body if I was going to kill the deer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was, I was just imagining it was like already on the wall. And then you're like, ah. Fridge is empty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Poor <No>. law students. <laughs> we got nothing else to eat. Like for you. Go on dates. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell me about the Bechdel test. <laughs> Please. Um, give me an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> this movie does pass, but barely. Um, Belle and Mrs. Potts have a very, very, very brief conversation about something other than the beast. I think it's tea. I think so. <laughs> but every other conversation that Belle has with a named character is Just the about wa- the beast. Do you the know wardrobe if the wardrobe does named. not have a name? Okay. About 30% of the lines in this movie are spoken by female characters. That is pretty low. That is low. There's not a lot of female characters. Wardrobe, Mrs. Potts, Belle. Ooh, there's the... There's the feather duster. Her name is something. I don't, I want to say Claudette, but that's the it's, name of the swan. Yeah, no, it's something French. It's French. I'll look it up. Okay. Number nine, Pocahontas. Uh, Pocahontas, um, she falls in love with a man that she just met. Again, that's not the greatest thing. But she doesn't actually end up marrying either of the men in the movie. She teaches John Smith about her culture rather than just letting him mansplain about where he comes from. Fifi. Fifi the feather jester. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, back to Pocahontas. <laughs> All right. She defies her father by saving John Smith and is basically responsible for the truce. She chooses her tribe over her man, something that no other Disney princess has done. Pocahontas is pretty feminist. The movie, however, disregards a lot of history, and so it doesn't put her higher on the list. Yeah. It's, it's not very historically accurate. Has anybody ever seen Pocahontas 2? I have not. I'm just asking. Maybe, but I don't remember it. I think mm. it's extra problematic. Mm. There's a big painting in the Capitol Rotunda called The Baptism of Pocahontas, and I'm like, oh, I hated it. That's bad. It's bad. First hundred days. That painting goes. <laughs> um, this doesn't really pass the Bechdel test. Um, Pocahontas's dad is brought up in every conversation between two women. He's not a romantic interest, but still mm-hmm. a man. So I'm thinking this doesn't pass. Yeah. It's about... Close to 25% of lines that are spoken by females. So that's Pocahontas, the friend, and the tree, probably. I think so. I don't know if they I have names. I think that's it. Mother, I, I can't remember if they have names or not. I think that the friend does. But yeah. I think that all of their conversations are about the love interests. Or the dad. Or the dad. I was always disappointed when my kids wanted to watch Pocahontas. This was not my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I really liked the willow tree. I think it also has some good music. Yeah. Do you sing Colors of the Wind? I don't know enough words. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just I try. (laughs) Rapunzel is number eight from Tangled. Mm. She is a spunky princess. That's new and not very far up. 
No. Just a thought. She does take matters into her own hands. She is a bit naive, but she exhibits strong interpersonal intelligence and hearty optimism. To be fair, she grew up in a tower, so I think we'd all be a little naive if we had lived like that. <laughs> fair. Fair. She is compassionate, but many of the Disney princesses seem to be compassionate. She sacrifices herself to Mother Gothel in order to save Eugene. She, uh, her Rapunzel's proactive approach to freedom gets her pretty high on the list, but you have to acknowledge she would not have gone far without Eugene. But I think that's the tower thing again. So I have some issues with this movie. By that, I mean mm. one. <laughs> I love this movie. What issue? Eugene cuts her hair so short. <laughs> he had a short. choice to just give it a trim. And he is just like, fuck hair. <laughs> I'd be ticked. You did really like lob it off in an unflattering bob. <laughs> I'm. She's a Disney princess. She looks fine. But like, he could have given her just a trim. And I think that that shows that she's a better protagonist. <laughs> Her hair braid, character. excellent. His haircut, garbage. <laughs> True. True. You're right. Those are my thoughts. This right. movie barely passes the Bechdel test. Uh, most of the conversations between Mother Gothel and Rapunzel are about Flynn slash Eugene or men with pointy teeth. <laughs> And there, so there are some conversations at the very beginning of the movie that are not about men. So those are what, those are what count and give it a pass. But it's a little over 50% of the lines spoken by women in this one. I like this one. Number seven is our unofficial princess, Anna. Uh, Anna? 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 Anna. forget. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. I do. Anna, Anna. Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She is a princess that undergoes great character development throughout the movie. She, at the beginning, she wanted nothing more than to meet the man of her dreams and get married. And then by the end, all she wants to do is find her sister, prove Elsa is not a monster, and bring her back to the kingdom. Uh, Instead of accepting help from Hans, she tells him to stay in Arendelle and make the quest to save Elsa on her own. She does run into Kristoff, but she does initially say no to help from a guy. Um, she's while attempting to save her sister, him and her newly found love interest, Kristoff, clearly take a back seat when it comes to the determination she expresses when it comes to bringing Elsa back. She succeeds in doing so, demonstrating various acts of bravery. So Anna and Elsa are not technically Disney princesses. They're not franchise. part of the franchise. Yeah. And it's because the movie did so well in the box office, made like over a billion dollars, that they kind of have their own separate thing going. They got kicked off like Tinkerbell. Same idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've got their own thing. They would outshine the other princesses. Mm -hmm. Fair. I'll let it go. Mm -hmm. This movie does absolutely pass the Bechdel test. Anna and Elsa have tons of conversations with each other, but they are also the only named female characters in the movie Frozen. And it's only about 40% of the lines that are spoken by female characters, even though they're the leads. Hmm. Could be better. That was higher. Olaf kind of doesn't shut up the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like him. He is very funny. 
Number six. I want to talk ancient man. <laughs> is a non, another not official Disney princess. It is Esmeralda. Also another favorite. She so is for this. <laughs> a strong female lead. Esmeralda throughout the movie works to save her people threatened by genocide. She fights for what she believes is right. She even protects the male protagonist Quasimodo multiple times. And when he falls in love with her and she doesn't feel the same way, she kindly denies his advances without feeling bad about it. Thought that distinction was cool. Mm -hmm. Her character boundaries. Mm -hmm. Character, however, is sexualized in the media this demonstrates an agency over her own body when she doesn't let people tell her what she can and can't wear and will quite literally die than rather than marry the villain. She is saved by <laughs> she is saved by multiple men. This can be excused due to her countless other acts that make her a strong woman. I think Esmeralda is incredible. Yes. I hear that there's a story about Alexandria and Esmeralda. Yes. Mm, whatever. The script says Andrea embarrasses Alexandria, so go ahead. Alexandria <laughs> was a precocious child. <laughs> and as she was young... Precocious is another word for wildly intelligent and hilarious, and you are so blessed. Listen, as mm. you move on, the intelligence is a little... You grow into it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Well, didn't want to be called Alexandria to begin with. At the beginning, she wanted to be called Princess. And it became very quickly Princess Mommy, which I loved. I felt I felt very loved and acknowledged. But then it became Princess Mommy Pocahontas. And it was insistent that we call her Princess Mommy Pocahontas. Don't shorten my name. Right. But then one day, it was Princess Mommy Pocahontas Esmeralda. <laughs> and it was seriously the entire name every time. So if I was in the grocery store and she was going to grab an apple off the shelf and it was not something she should do, I had to say, Princess Mommy Pocahontas Esmeralda, stop that. You, you called me that in public? Absolutely. I also called your sister Princess Peanut Butter, but that was my choice, not hers, perhaps. Yes. Princess Mommy Pocahontas Esmeralda. And if you cannot hear how that rolls off my tongue, it is obvious. That I used it often. <laughs> I'm going to get you one of those like desk triangle things that has like, <laughs> like your name on it. And it's going to be like, Vincent's mommy Pocahontas is real. <laughs> I would absolutely use that. A hundred percent. I'm proud of the princesses that I chose at a young age. I, I yes. did a great job. I, I, I agree also that you, you did pick good ones and mm. I did enjoy watching the Hunchback of Notre Dame more than I enjoyed watching Pocahontas. Does Esmeralda pass the Bechdel test, though? Absolutely not. Oh! <laughs> no! It's only about 25% of lines that are spoken by women. But it's the good ones. Probably. Probably. Excellent soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my Disney Plus watching list also. <laughs> And we are continuing with our non-official princess list because number five is Elsa. Her character developed through development through Frozen is very feminist. She's the first Disney princess to be the sole ruler of a kingdom. She is taught to conceal her powers and shuts her sister out and wears restrictive clothing at the beginning. Then she takes control of her own life 
lets her powers out, and even changes her outfit to be much more liberating. Her hair is killer. Definitely noticed that the outfit changed, for sure. And she kept that going. I mean, she didn't go She back. walks through the snow without a coat on, and she's fine. Mm-hmm. That's strength. She is, <laughs> she is smart enough to tell Anna not to marry a guy she just met. And in the end, she learns the importance of accepting herself and sisterly love. Takes a true friend to say, hey. <laughs> Put on a coat. He's not it. <laughs> he really wasn't it either. Although that song where they sing back and forth, where they finish, finish each other's sandwiches. Yes. Yeah. It's a good song. I miss singing that with Katie. Shout out to Katie. I miss her. I was going to say. Katie and Mimi took up the. She's my favorite alto. They took up the tradition after you had That's left good. and they would sing. That's I had a lot of that. So too. Yeah. How'd they do on the Bachelor test? Same as Anna. It's the same movie. Oh, that's right. So definitely passes. About 40%. I really am surprised that's so low. But I know. Number four. We're back on the princesses. We have Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. Oh, I like her. She has a clear goal to work towards. She takes tangible steps to work toward that goal, and she doesn't want wait for anybody to save her. She makes her own money, never gets sidetracked from her goals, she rejects the typical damsel in distress stereotypes by refusing to wish on stars and kiss frogs. Now, yes, she kissed that frog, but she was a frog. Just saying. She only. I think she kissed him before she was a frog. Oh, she did in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, yeah, sometimes we sense. have our days. <laughs> yeah. The only way she relies on Prince Naveen is that he helps her loosen up and pay attention to other things in life besides work. And that is seen more as a positive character development than as in a man saving her. This is also a movie with a soundtrack I really love. Yeah. Yeah. It's also set in New Orleans, which really does something for you. I love New Orleans. I know you do. I want to eat a beignet. I know. We were supposed to go. Twice. I know. Have you been to New Orleans? No. No, neither of us have. Supposed to go twice. We bought the pandemic. (laughs) We bought plane tickets and then the flights got canceled. And then we were supposed to go to a training and the agency or the agency we were for was going to pay for it. And then the training got canceled. So like we really have planned two trips to New Orleans. Mm. Um, This movie does pass the Bechdel test. Although a lot of conversations between Tiana and her mom include either her father or or that she doesn't have a husband. And a lot of the conversations between Tiana and Charlotte are about men, but there are conversations that aren't, that are between named female characters that don't include. There's the, the lady, the witch doctor lady. That's about her. That conversation is about her needing to accept love. (laughs) It's almost 25% of the lines in here spoken by females. Who does all the talking? She has a lot of things to say. The prince. The frog. The firefly. The crocodile. The crocodile. Um, the witch doctor guy. Yeah, that's true. That just seems low. Yep. All right, number three is Merida from Brave. She focuses on her relationship with her mother, which is pretty rare in a princess movie. She deti- decides... Keep to killing the bombs. <laughs> Well, it's a focus. 
<laughs> focus on the relationship. <laughs> Not when I'd like you to focus that way, Alexandria. Just, just clear that up. Merida decides to take her fate in her own hands by refusing to get married. However, instead of just fighting, she uses her fantastic archery skills to win her own hand. Loved that. Merida doesn't despair when it seems like her fate is going in a way she disagrees with. Instead, she changes it, becomes stronger, and strengthens her connection with her mother. And has great hair. Mm-hmm. She does. That's beside the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Worth Still mentioning. Great. Yeah. Definitely passes the Bechdel test. Almost 75% of the lines are spoken by women. Love that. Number two, we have Mulan. She is our runner-up and a hero of China. Despite her aversion to a typical female or traditional female roles, which uh, they saw that she was exposed to that by the matchmaker scene, mm-hmm. uh, she wants, still wants to honor her family and gain them respect. She is cunning and leading her unit to unexpected victory against the Huns. But once her gender is exposed, she loses all respect. This blatant sexism doesn't stop her. Instead, she uses her femininity to her advantage by disguising herself and her allies as maidens. She has uses she uses not only her physical strength but her strategic mind to take down the Huns. Mulan teaches everyone that dedication and hard work determine strength, not gender. Excellent soundtrack. Excellent. Are you going to sing for us? No. Nothing. To defeat. The Huns. That's all I got. And then she has a line where she's like, get off the roof, get off the roof, get off the roof. That's (laughs) not a song, but I do like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This movie does not pass the the Bechdel test. Really, the only conversations amongst women are squabbling ancestors. Actually, I've I've got a song. It's specifically to you. Thank you so much. Oh, that's a little early. Okay. <laughs> I hate you too. This is what you give me to work with. Well, honey, I've seen worse. Remember how big your head is? You're gonna turn this sow's ear into a silk purse. Her head is not big. <clears throat> not even 25% of the lines in Mulan are spoken by female characters. Mushu alone has 50% more dialogue than Mulan. He's funny, though. He is funny. And we come to number one. <gasps> got any guesses? I He's left. I got... I know you got I get the answer key. <laughs> I got it. All right. <laughs> Muana. It's Muana. Make way, make way. She is the most recent Disney princess, and she is much more representative of modern day feminism than any of the other princesses. Uh, She rejects the role assigned by her father, but this time it has nothing to do with marriage. She goes out on her own journey to save her people and find herself. Moana learns skills. She is witty and crafty and learns throughout her journey. She she has a strong female role model in her grandmother and lets no man tell her who she is. Her journey, in the end, it is her journey and she who saves the day. Not to mention... Her body is much more proportional to realistic women's bodies. True. I do feel like I noticed that when I watched it and appreciated mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just watched this again yesterday. Love the soundtrack. <laughs> yep. I feel like that's been all my commentary. <laughs> a lot of it. Listen. Disney does a good job with their soundtracks. Lin-Manuel Miranda did this one. 
Mm. Yeah, he did. He did. Right. Uh, this movie passes the Bechdel test with a grain of salt. Mm. Uh, Moana interacts with Grandma Tala, but her grandma's not actually named in the movie. She just is named in the credits. Mm. So if you count that as a named character, then it counts. Okay. I have no idea how many lights are spoken by women. Sorry. Yeah, when I did research, I couldn't find it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> mm. All right. That was number one. That was she wins. One. That was number one. So why did we talk about this? Why does it matter how female characters are portrayed and how they interact with each other in movies like Disney movies, which is what we're usually showing our children as they're growing up and forming their ideas about themselves and their peers and the world. I mean, thinking about it, like I, I grew up having princesses and Tinkerbell, like as the cornerstone decoration in my room growing up. And like, I think that I always kind of vibed with Belle primarily because, you know, yeah, you did. She read. And also I was like, she has brown hair. <laughs> That's what it She took. also got made fun of, which your mom says you got made fun of a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not because it was, of a big head. It was, a, it was a reader. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's important to have, especially now, like as I think Disney and media are growing to kind of portray women in more roles where they're doing more than just being like an object of the male gaze. Like, Mm-hmm. I.e. Moana, Elsa, Anna. With some more masculine traits. They're a little more assertive. They're more powerful. Mm-hmm. They speak up more. I think that's good to have something that young girls can emulate. Like, when when they get to talk about, like, why they like specific characters, it can be for traits that co- show courage and strength and independence. Rather than just like, well, she was... Really good at taking naps. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also good, though, to be aware of where the princesses fall on this list and why. Mm -hmm. Because these are classics. Mm -hmm. Snow White is Sleeping Beauty. These are classics. And they're not really going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. But it's great to know where they fall so that you can have those conversations when it becomes obvious that they're either following down a path or you can show your daughters why this isn't. The best thing. You can still enjoy it, but you can use it that way also. Mm-hmm. I would hate to lose the Sleeping Beauties and the... Mm-hmm. I think that the Tinkerbell franchise has really like done a good job of showing women and female characters like doing very different things in a very positive way. Like I was probably too old to like be watching the Tinkerbells, but had a soft spot in my heart for like those movies. Mm-hmm. But like in in that franchise they kind of split all of the fairies into like specific I guess skill sets that they have. And like mm-hmm. Tinkerbell is a tinkerer. Like she's inventing things. She's creating. She's using like technical skills. And I think that that's something that in a lot of other um, genres we like don't see women doing, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's cool to watch how like Disney and media has grown in that way and have different examples of the scope of which young girls can achieve and succeed. I feel like I remember with the princess and the frog and tangled because like I grew up on the nineties movies where mm-hmm. like they don't really pass the Bechdel test. The percentage of words spoken by women is super, super low. Mm-hmm. 
And then there was the Princess and the Frog and then Tangled. And they were these like powerful female characters mm. who really kind of didn't give a fuck about the men. Um, Tangled doesn't qualify that 100%. But mm. like she was just trying to see the lights. So he she was, was helping her. She was using him right from the beginning. <laughs> Girl, get it. Mm. Um, and I remember feeling like there was a shift in what I was watching when those mm-hmm. movies came out. I think something that now that I'm thinking about it and I'm glad to see is like the villains of these movies aren't necessarily women. Like the premise mm-hmm. of the movie isn't female versus female, like hostility or aggression. It's not like a stepmother who's angry or abusive towards like a younger woman. It's more of like the antagonist is going to be somebody who is an inner what's like an inner mountain that you have to Mm -hmm. overcome like Mm -hmm. Elsa or something like that. Or um, so it's showing like personal growth or something where it's not just like anti womanness. Yeah. Yeah. We don't like female on female (laughs) hostility. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to us chat about Disney princesses and thanks so much to Andrea for being a delightful guest as always let us know if you have any topic suggestions that we can research and get opinionated on be sure to follow us on instagram at overreaction podcast that's o-v-a-r-y action podcast you can comment or dm us there for topic suggestions you can like our facebook also at overreaction podcast and if you like what you heard subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts right now and get notified whenever we post Also, be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends so that we can empower more women to get opinionated on these topics. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week 